Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Paranormal Journal. What's going on, everybody out there? I see uh, Claps is out there. What's up, Brady? What's going on? So, another day, another hour. Tonight, we're going to be talking about should you provoke during investigations. I'll also be talking about the alien Big Bigfoot connections. Are they real? Is there any truth to it? Who knows? But we'll see. We're going to touch on it a little bit tonight. So provoking. I've had a lot of questions about this. Even my own members um, have asked me, you know, should, you know, are we going to provoke in this investigation? And I'm like, eh, I don't kind of like provoking too much because it's, uh, especially if you have clients, you know, if you have a client, you know, they're, already, they're already afraid. So if you go into a place and you're provoking, you stir up more activity, eh, that might not be a good idea. Because you could have, you know, the client is, 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 um, you know, first, whatever, you know, through anything, the client is always first. Their safety is always first. So to provoke, in my, in my opinion, not a very good thing to do. Have I done it? Sure, I've done it in the past. And uh, when I first started out, I didn't really know what i was doing when i first started out you know i was kind of basing my investigations off of watching television shows you know so not a very good thing to do and uh i learned my lesson with it uh early on in investigating you know i was provoking uh in a location and uh, i was kind of threatening it to do stuff to me and um it did some stuff it was it was it, i got scratched on the uh arm and uh, we heard this weird uh wicked kind of moan like emanating out of the wall it was uh it was freaky i have to say i didn't like it too much but uh you know you watch a lot of these paranormal shows and they're provoking and you know oh did you just scratch me did you do this did you do that well could someone get hurt sure they could 
we don't know the possibilities and you know of what can happen and what these these capable these things are capable of doing could they hurt someone sure they could hurt someone uh if they're able to move objects you know push things over open doors they can touch you physically sure you know these things can hurt you uh like i said i have more questions than answers about a lot of this stuff and, and i think most paranormal investigators would say the same we, you know we do encounter these things in investigations are they ghosts possibly i want to think that they are in, in some cases they are but you know in other cases i don't think they're ghosts i think there's something else but i i can't prove that i can only document what i'm experiencing go back to the client and say hey this is this is what i experienced this is what i encountered this is what i captured um i don't take too much validity on uh the equipment we use because it's really you know it's it's based off tv stuff you know if a meter goes off i mean you got to be able to prove it 100 percent that this is some kind of paranormal phenomena um we we you know in the past i provoked and tried to make these things you know these meters go off and i never really had a whole lot of success in it but i did you know the meters have gone off during provoking but i can't prove that that was part of you know that it was paranormal that could have been something you know uh, a transmission you know from a phone or or a refrigerator threw off some kind of electrical current and made the meter go up. You have to be 100% when you're giving any kind of evidence to a client that it's paranormal. I mean, you don't want to tell a client that you got 20 ghosts in their house because you picked up 20 stick figures on an SLS camera. You know, that's kind of irresponsible. And provoking is kind of irresponsible too. Because one, the client has to live there. They have to live there. They're there on a daily basis. They have children. It's even worse if you're provoking and something happens to the children. Now, this is going to fall back on you as an investigator because now you have provoked something in the house. It's hurt your client. You're responsible. And this is something you're going to have to live with if they get hurt really bad. You're going to have to live with this, which is scary. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want this on your mind, you know, that someone got hurt behind something that you did irresponsibly. So provoking, you know, I would say don't do it. Have I done it? Yes. I have. I'm not going to lie. I told you, I told everybody, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth about everything. And um, have I did it? Yes, I've done it. And um, I thought it was pretty dumb now that I look back on it. But, you know, over 20 years, you do a lot of dumb things and you, you live and you learn from it. So, you know, don't do it. I wouldn't do it. Not anymore, I wouldn't. You know, when I was younger, young and dumb, you should say. We didn't really know, you know, the the, the effects that it would have, you know, with people. And they're living, you know, they have to live there. So, you you know, you, they already experienced stuff that's scaring the hell out of them. So you don't want to keep, you don't want to contribute to that by something you've done. We're there to give them some kind of answer, some kind of data of evidence of what's going on you know and show them hey these things aren't that bad you're you're already living with it you, you know is it demonic 
you know, I like I said, I don't like the D word. And I've always said that. I'll continue to say that. You know, demonic things are are probably far and in between from none. I've never seen anything demonic in 20 years of investigating. Never. So, and I'll claim that to the day that, you know, I do see something demonic. And like I said, if there's anybody out there that's seen something demonic, seen a, an exorcism, hey, show, show me the video because I'm fascinated to see it. I really want to see it and, and prove its existence because <clears throat> right now, everything you hear about demons and stuff like that is movies. So, I mean, they're basing all their stuff off of movies. Uh, you know, the all the signs of possession are from movies. I mean, like I said, The Exorcist probably kind of kicked it off for everybody in the 70s. So, you know, they're basing all their demonic activity off of off movies. So, and I'll always say that because they do. Even the TV shows, Three Scratches, it's, you know, mocking of the Holy Trinity. Who's making this stuff up? You know what I mean? Like, Who's to say that three scratches is the mocking of the Holy Trinity? That could just be, like I said, the way of something in the house is is relaying a message to you. Maybe this is the only way they know how to interact with you is by scratching you or pushing you or making a foul smell. Just because you get a foul smell in a house doesn't mean, you know, this is demonic. You know, I've had only one case in 20 plus years of demonic like not demonic but the foul smells like they every somebody says that's associated with demonic activity with this stinky foul smell it smells like with death and uh it did smell like death it smelled like a dead body and i cannot explain how it happened it smelled like a dead body but nothing bad happened we didn't see the devil himself we didn't no one was thrown around the room. No one was levitated, but we did have paranormal phenomena associated with it. We heard disembodied voices. We we seen flashes of light. Um, it, it was pretty interesting, and we didn't do any provoking in there. But the father was provoking it, um, and he was having some really weird stuff happening to him when he did it. Um, he was he would provoke it by reading like inserts out of the. He said it didn't like inserts out of the Bible from Psalms. Um, so it was a demonic. I'm still not going to say it's demonic just because he had a foul smell because he was reading inserts out of the Bible. It doesn't, doesn't prove anything. Okay, maybe it didn't like you reading something out of a book, you know. We didn't have anything demonic. I didn't see anything demonic. But like I said, if you did read inserts out of the Bible, it did make a foul smell, and it would go as quick as it came and i can't really explain how it happened um i thought it was a really wicked wicked smell i mean it's it was pretty rank and um other investigators smelt it as well you know I, i'm immediately thinking you know as a construction worker i'm immediately thinking hey this is uh it's gotta be a sewer leak or some something that's something died you know it's kind of rude maybe and we're getting a whiff of it somehow we searched everywhere. We didn't find anything. It, that, that doesn't mean that it was paranormal, but you know, if typically if something was behind the wall and it died, like a mouse or a rat, a squirrel, some kind of rodent, um, you're going to continue, continue, continually smell this stench. It's not just going to go away, and you're not going to get certain you know whiffs of it. 
you're going to smell it constantly. And we didn't smell it constantly. It would only happen when we read these inserts. And it totally baffled me because I couldn't understand why, why it was doing it. You know, I mean, I had members automatically thinking, oh, it's demonic, it's demonic because of what they've seen on television, you know. And uh, a couple of members wanted to provoke it and make it more stuff happen. And I'm like, no, 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 we can't, we can't do that. Uh, there's children here. There were two small children there, and they were already experiencing paranormal phenomena and uh, definitely didn't want to provoke anything to hurt them. That's the last thing I want to do. I've already been in a case where uh, a child died, and um, it wasn't really our fault. She, you know, she had a, a heart condition, but could this thing have provoked it? You know, to you know, this condition to happen, possibly. You know, you know, you don't know. It's it's a sad situation to provoke, and and something happens. You know, it's something you're gonna have to live with. And uh, it's not really professional when you're part as an investigator to do it. But like I said, I've done it in, um, in the past, and, but I don't do it anymore. And I, I, won't, and I won't let any investigators do it either. If I'm in an investigation, I'm not going to allow that. So um, provoking, I would say no. Definitely no. If someone gets hurt, like I said, it's, it's something you're going to have to live with, which is kind of scary, you, you know, um, especially involving children and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, don't do it. Don't do it. It ain't worth it. Um, like I said, you have that hanging over your head. Nope, not me. Don't want it. Don't want it at all. Welcome, everybody, in the chat, Sue. What's up? Uh, good day. What's that, Gwen? Collapse is in the house. So, like I said, tonight we're talking about provoking. Uh, provoking. We might get into a little bit of alien and Bigfoot connection kind of thing. Uh, is there any truth to it? Who knows? Um, supposedly there's documentation, you know, out there saying that uh, aliens, sorry about the sniffle, I'm getting a little cold again, but um, that there's an alien Bigfoot connection. You know, just Bigfoot is kind of like an alien, you know. Eh, I don't know. We don't, we we don't, we haven't even found any proof about Bigfoot yet. I mean, there's video, but they haven't they have no DNA linking Bigfoot. Uh, are there aliens? Sure, there are. Sure, there are. Um, I've seen it. I haven't seen aliens, but I've definitely seen a UFO when I was younger. I was around fifteen, and I seen a UFO, and it was uh, it was pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> I can't explain it. I, you know, it was definitely nothing from this earth. That's for sure. Um, you know, I was just walking down. I lived in Baltimore my whole life, you know, and I was 15 years old. I'm walking down a main street in Baltimore and I just happened to catch this light out of the corner of my eye. And I'm like, what is that? You know, I'm walking with my cousin actually. And I'm like, what the hell is that right there? And it's above this giant like oak tree, uh, probably a couple thousand feet up in the air. Um, couldn't tell you the, the, the exact height, but it was up there. And uh, it was this blue kind of incandescent light, you know, and it's pulsing. And it's kind of like going in and out like a like a heartbeat, but it's really bright. And uh, I, I'm looking at it and I'm like, 
what the hell is that? And I reached over to tap my cousin. Luckily, I never took my eye off of it because if I would have took my eye off of it, it would have been gone. I would have never even seen where it went. But I never took my eye off of it. And as I was reaching for my cousin to say, hey, look at this, that thing took off. I mean, it was out of sight in less than a second. I mean, it traveled thousands of miles in less than a second out of sight. And uh, I stood there in, like, total disbelief, like, wow, I can't believe i just seen that. That is like some Star Wars crap going into light speed, gone. I'm like, I looked at my cousin, like, did you see it? He's like, I didn't see it. I'm like, man, are you kidding me? You didn't see that? He's like, dude, I didn't see anything. I'm like, oh, my God. It was it just happened so fast. It took off so fast. There's no way any any human being could survive that kind of G-force, they would be crushed immediately. And this thing took off like, I mean, it was it was unbelievable. And that kind of started me on this, this paranormal journey, actually. Uh, after that, I was always into uh, ghosts and watching scary movies and stuff like that. And uh, that, just, that just elevated me to do other things and get into paranormal things. Um, I started reading a lot of books and watching a lot of, TV shows. Well, back then, you know, I'm almost 50 years old. So back then, they didn't have a whole lot of TV shows. I had uh, In Search of, you know, that <laughs> with Leonard Nimoy from Star Trek, you know, it was In Search of, which was freaking awesome. I love that show. I still listen to the uh, the intro on like YouTube and stuff like that. But I love, I love In Search of. It was, it was a freaking awesome show. And it went into like Bigfoot and UFOs and ghosts and sea monsters and I mean it was it was awesome, but uh, that I just started getting into everything about that and uh, it, it's led me to where I'm at right now with it. And uh, you know, are aliens real? Damn right they're real. Uh, if you don't think so, then you know there's there's something wrong with your thinking because if we're here, there's definitely other life out there without a doubt. Now Bigfoot, I you know I'm on a, I'm I'm on a fence with Bigfoot a little bit, um, only because we haven't got a body yet, well at least none that we know of. Now there's been a lot of speculations that the government knows there's Bigfoot. Um, the Mount Saint Helen eruption that happened, uh, I can't exactly remember what what year that was, but Mount Mount Saint Helen erupted supposedly. Uh, well, allegedly, the government recovered Bigfoot bodies and recovered live Bigfoot bodies. You know, you know these Bigfoots were burnt up from the from the eruption, and they were helping other Bigfoots. This is what I've read. I don't know the validity of it, but um, there are people that witnessed this stuff and said it, it really happened. There were Bigfoots, and they really did. The government really did help them, and you know. But that's here in say There's no really any proof of it anywhere except from the stories from people that were there. Nothing's been documented. But I do believe Bigfoot is real. I think he's just something that we, you know, we just haven't been able to document yet. You know, he's he's in the woods. You know, I mean, there's a lot of uh, forest area in the country that's never even been explored by people yet. So is there is there some kind of bipedal creature walking around? Sure, why not? Why wouldn't there be? You know, we're finding new species every day. So why 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 couldn't there be a Bigfoot? 
Now, is it is it an alien connection to it? I've read a lot of different stories on it. Um, I actually read there was an interesting story about these hunters um, that seen uh, two Bigfoots. They were they were hunting, and uh, they came into a clearing in the woods, and there was an, an alien craft docked in the woods. It was basically sitting there, and uh, they see these two Bigfoots coming out of the woods with a holding some kind of sphere. It looked like they said it looked like a sphere. And um, one of the hunters actually shot one of the Bigfoot, allegedly shot one of the Bigfoots with a rifle. And uh, the Bigfoot let out the scream. And uh, when when they shot the Bigfoot, the, the UFO just disappeared. Poof, it was gone. The Bigfoots ran into the woods. They never found the bodies. But it was... You know, it was kind of strange. You know, um, it was a strange story. It was it true? Maybe. Could have been, you know, but I do believe there are Bigfoots. We we have a lot of video of Bigfoots. A lot of them have been faked and stuff like that, but, um, you know, who knows? Who knows? You know, could they be real? I think they're real. I definitely think they're real. UFOs, 100%. <laughs> There is other life on other planets. You, you got to believe that, folks. There is other life on other planets. Without a doubt. We don't even know how big the universe is. It's, you know, is there an end to the universe? Probably not. Are there other, how many other countless life forms are there on one planet? It's probably in the millions of life forms out there that we don't even know about. There's probably a planet just like this one, and there's probably people on it just like us. You know, who knows? We might even be part of some kind of alien uh, you know, reproduction kind of planet. You know what I mean? These things might have made us. Who the hell knows? I mean, there. if you look back in time, some of the ancient civilizations that they built were amazing. Like, I mean, they're pretty amazing. With with no modern tools and to build the kind of stuff that they built, that's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty big feat. I mean, and some of these places were, you know, the, the stone was cut so intricate that they couldn't even do it now with modern technology tools that we have now. That you know they were cutting you know these corners and right angle corners back then. You know with. You know, you have you have professionals that said they would have a hard time doing it with the with the tools that they have. How the hell did they do it thousands of years ago with no technology like we have now for cutting for cutting stone and stuff like that? I mean, even transporting it. How long did it take them to build these things? You know, I mean, the pyramids. I mean, look how big the pyramids are in Egypt. You know, it's gigantic, totally gigantic. And uh, to do it without any kind of, I mean, today, I mean, construction, we use, we use CAD files and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> all you can think of is shooting a Bigfoot taxidermy. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine that going to a freaking taxidermist, Brady? Oh, my God. I can't imagine how much that would cost. <laughs> It'd be a ton of money. <clears throat> probably in the thousands of dollars to, to stuff a Bigfoot. But, you know, eventually, you know what I think? I do think that uh, someone is going to wind up shooting a Bigfoot. Without a doubt, it's going to happen. You're going to have one of these crazy hunters out here. 
they're going to be hunting in the woods and they're going to come across one of these things and it's going to be like, hey, it's a payday and they're going to pop one and that's going to be the end of the Bigfoot mystery. <laughs> they come up with a body. That's, that's going to be the end of the mystery because if a hunter shoots it, you know, the mystery is going to be over. They're going to have DNA. They're going to have a body. They're going to figure out, is this thing man or is this some kind of ape? So allegedly, we come from apes, but who knows? <laughs> who knows where the hell we come from? I don't even think scientists really know where we come from. And we got all different races, colors, sizes, I mean, blood types. You know, and, and I've read a lot of things about, you know, like RH negative blood is like supposedly like alien blood. So who knows? You know, who knows? I, I'd rather get some real facts about it, but we don't really have any real proof of Bigfoot besides video. I mean, some of the video out there is, is freaking amazing I, that I've seen. It's been pretty awesome. Uh, especially the one, I think I seen one where a county, I think it was a county camera had caught a Bigfoot. That was a state camera, administration highway camera that caught a Bigfoot going up the side of a hill off of a highway, which was pretty compelling. It actually looked like the video, looked like the Bigfoot from the Patterson Giblin, uh, video, same kind of walk. Same kind of features. I mean, same kind of body. I mean, it looked like the Patterson Gimlin film. I mean, it looked like it. It looked like the same kind of Bigfoot, and um, it was it was interesting. I mean, I've seen it. Where did I see that at? Oh, I seen that on Paranormal uh, Caught on Film. That's where I seen it, and it was interesting. And then I looked at it online on YouTube, but it was a hell of an interesting video. I'm like, and it actually turns around. Stops and looks like it's looking at the camera. So it knew something was possibly there, you know. It, it was it's an interesting video. If you go if you go, go online and check it out, it's pretty cool. But uh yeah, back to the aliens. Uh man, you know, one day they're gonna land and we're gonna find out the real truth about aliens, so that's for damn sure. Uh you know, they're just now starting to come out about, you know, these UFOs that, you know, our military has encountered. They came out publicly publicly with it to let us. It's it's the smoking gun now. You know, it's out there. Boom. The the, the shot's been fired. There it is. Yeah, we have encountered, uh, you know, some kind of intelligent aircraft that is not ours. And um, they have no explanation to how these aircrafts are projecting themselves. They have no idea from what they say. But, you know, if you ever if you ever read anything about Bob Lazar, who was at Area 51 at S-4, he was in S-4. He, you know, he uh, worked on alien craft at S-4. And uh, he's got a really good documentary, uh, Bob Lazar documentary. It's uh, pretty amazing. He talks about, in great detail of the of the craft that he's seen that he worked on and tried to reverse engineer some of the stuff in the uh spacecraft and uh, man what he was saying about it was totally amazing and it makes sense not like it doesn't make sense what he said makes sense uh he was talking about the fuel that 
they used to power the craft this this element called element 115 which uh in his in his documentary the fbi actually raids his laboratory where he's working they said uh you know they were looking for something that they had ordered and uh it was just you know his laboratory had ordered and they they wanted to make sure it wasn't terrorist kind of thing but i really think what it was is that bob lazar stole the element 115 and they're looking for it they want it you know they want it it's what fuels these crap i think that maybe he might have he might have took it and uh you know they're they're looking for it and they're going to keep on messing with him until they find it you know and uh he like i said he's He's a very intelligent guy, and uh, you know everything that they tried to do to disprove him. He he proved that he was there, you know, pretty much. You know, he said he was at Los Alamos, and they tried they you know they tried to say there was no record of him in Los Alamos, uh, Los Alamos, and then you know they dug up a file, and there's a picture of Bob Lazar, Los Alamos. He's there working. You know, uh, just like they said, he wasn't at MIT. He was at MIT. He was a student at MIT. So, you know, you know, the government's going to go to a big extent to try to hide this stuff with aliens because it's scary. <coughs> Excuse me. It's scary because they know if it gets out too much to the public, the public's going to have a major, major scare reaction and freak out. And, you know, that's just how people are. You know, they're. It's a natural reaction to say, oh, my God, we're going to have an alien invasion, you know. I mean, just look at the Orson Welles, you know, War of the Worlds. When that came out on the radio, people freaked out, thought aliens were invading the Earth. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it went into a whole national scare, and people actually thought that aliens were invading the Earth. And uh, they actually are invading the Earth. You know, we we just see, you know, see them here and there, but they're here. That's for damn sure they're here. Uh, all the UFO sightings. I mean, if you talk to people from MUFON, which I've talked to people from MUFON, which I'm going to have them on here probably. I'm just lining up guests for the first of the year, so I'm just kind of, you know, uh, <clears throat> I'm just doing little uh, skits here and there for that, but I'm going to have people from MUFON on here and uh, probably going to have Eric uh, Altman on here, Bigfoot researcher and paranormal investigator, which he's a really cool guy. Very knowledgeable about Bigfoot. He's been in the, in the business for a long time. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm going to have Dr. Taff on here. I'm going to have Eric Altman on here. Probably maybe have Jason Hoss on here if I can get a hold of him. Um, if he'll come on. I know, I know he has a busy schedule, but I'm going to try to get him on the show. Uh, like I said, I'm going to have a lot of people on here talking about a lot of cool things. And... Uh, I definitely want to get the, the alien thing going because I think it's important that people know there is other life out there. There definitely is other life, without a doubt. I've seen it. I stand behind what I saw. You know, it's not, uh, it wasn't a figment, a figment of my imagination that i seen an alien craft take off at speeds that were unbelievable. I mean, I could take you to the spot today exactly where I was standing, and I can show you exactly where the hell that UFO was sitting in the air. And I, I could get right on Google Maps and show it to you to this day, which I, I did show a friend of mine on Google Maps. And uh, I was like, this is where I was standing, and that's where I seen it. And the oak tree is still there to this day, and that happened a long time ago, man. 
That happened a long time ago. That happened uh, 30, wow, 35 years ago. So, you know, this, and that neighborhood for some reason had, has had quite a bit, you know, where I lived had quite a bit of UFO activity. My father had seen things, uh, UFO activity. And when I was, when I was very little, we had some kind of, of what my mother and father said was definitely a UFO over our row house. Uh, real early in the morning, you know, the house was, uh, we were waking up by this vibration in the house, like the house was vibrating. And, uh, I slightly remember I was really little. I was probably around five, uh, about five years old, but I, I do remember my father waking up, waking us up and saying, what the hell's going on? And the whole house was kind of like, like vibrating. And I remember it was really bright outside and my dad wouldn't let me near the window. My, my, or my mother, and uh, my mother was kind of holding me. And you know, the uh, my dad's like, What the hell is that? The whole light was, you know, outside was illuminated real bright. You, you could, I mean, it looked like daytime out there from what my father was saying. And you know, as as quick as it was there, gone, no more vibrating, no more light, just dark, no more nothing. My father said, it Didn't make a loud sound, it was just like vibrating, like, like. Not like a helicopter, but like this vibration. He said it was, excuse me, the weirdest thing you ever heard. He said, and, and felt it. He said, you could feel it. And um, like I said, I was really small. I don't really remember it too much, but uh, I do remember little bits and pieces of it. And uh, my father actually had seen a UFO uh, when he was a kid. And uh, he said he, it was a very small craft. And it was, what's funny is, he said it was going like rooftop to rooftop, kind of like scanning each row home. He said it was weird. He said it was at a park, and I know exactly the park he was talking about. And there is a, a section of row houses there. And he said it was over top of the roofs, going from like house to house to house to house. Like it would be there for a few seconds. He said there, you didn't see any beam of light or anything like that, but it would just be there for a few seconds, and then it would move over would be there for a few seconds, and then it would move over. It did it all the way up the block until finally he said it went down on the other side, and he couldn't see it. He said he ran around the corner, and it was gone. It was no longer there. It was no longer in sight. It was it was gone. Uh, that's totally interesting because, I mean, that's three UFO encounters in one neighborhood. And I did talk to a guy from MUFON about that when I was at the uh, – the, uh, the hell was it? We was in Columbia, and we were doing a uh, a lecture on paranormal things, and there was a guy from MUFON there. And uh, the hell was that uh, festival called? They they have a festival. Oh, the Albatwitch Festival. They have there every year. It's Albatwitch is is basically like a little baby. It's a smaller version of a Bigfoot. They're kind of like a little Bigfoot up in uh, Columbia. So. Um, <laughs> It's interesting. <clears throat> Dang, it's cold. Can't believe we got a cold again. Um, it's just interesting that, you know, I was talking to the guy from MUFON about it, and uh, he was like, I'd love to get out and see this neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd love to take you down there and check it out, but uh, we never got a chance to hook up. 
But I'm, I am going to reach out to him. I still have his number. I'm going to reach out to him and try to get him on the show and talking about, you know, some of the UFO encounters that have happened here in Pennsylvania, which is, there's been quite a few. There's a lot of, and there's a lot of Bigfoot uh, encounters in, in uh, Pennsylvania as well. Uh, we go camping, you know, once in a while with our friends down in uh, Shenandoah. And uh, I actually got on the BFRO and there was a, a Bigfoot sighting where near we, where we were camping at uh, Hawksville. Uh, we were up at uh, Big Meadow and Hawksville was, it's really close by. And a couple of people had seen a Bigfoot run across the road. And if you're ever on uh, Skyline Drive, you know, that's, it's a beautiful drive. But, uh, man, the hills are, are pretty, pretty big for something to, to run across that road and go up those hills. It's definitely got to be something involved with the woods because ain't no human being going to be doing it. That's for damn sure. Those hills are big. They're mountains. I mean, there's cliffs, you know, and, you know, and that wasn't the only, I read something else where someone else had encountered something in Hawksville too when he was hiking on a trail. Uh, it had gotten dark and uh, he, he said, I couldn't walk anymore. So he pitched his tent. And something was messing with his tent in the middle of the night. He said it wasn't a bear. He said he had, he had loaded his gun. He had a gun on him, and he loaded it. He said he he got so scared that he uh, what he had seen was like a hand on the uh, on the tent itself. And he loaded his gun, and uh, he was he was he was scared, man. He was going to shoot it, but he said it, you know he kind of yelled at it and told it to go away, and it, it went away. But that was also at Hawksville, you know, so. That's two two sightings in Hawksville. That's so that makes you kind of think, hey, maybe there's a little population of of some kind of big bigfoots or bipedal creatures at Shenandoah. And uh, I did see a video of a student that was doing some kind of college thing, and he captured some kind of of Bigfoot on video, which it was pretty interesting, but could it, could it have been one of his friends messing around for his college, you know, uh, paper? Yeah, he definitely could. I mean, he made it sound like it was something that was, uh, he was seeing was Bigfoot, but you know, it, it could have been a hoax. And that's the bad part about a lot of the stuff is people get on YouTube and things like that. And they hoax things and, it sucks, you know, because you, you want it to be true. And, you know, especially if you're an avid Bigfoot investigator or, you know, and you spend countless hours in the woods and you're just waiting for that one experience to see see one of these bipedal creatures. And uh, you got people out here faking it and making, making them look like kind of like asses a little bit, you know, that they're. You know, they're out in the woods, and then you got these clowns out here that are faking faking evidence. And, you know, it, 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 I can see why they get pissed off because, you know, they're out there trying to do some real research on, on this creature. And uh, people are making a mockery of it, which I've seen a lot of, of uh, videos on YouTube and stuff like that. And it's really making a mockery of what they're doing because they really are trying to come up with some kind of answer. and. And and find out what the hell is really going on. Is there really some kind of bipedal creature? And a lot of Bigfoot researchers will tell you there are. They've experienced it. They might not have seen it, but they've heard things, you know, tree knockings and these these howls and these whoops and stuff like whoop whoop like 
like monkeys, like monkeys do that. You know, these these bipedal, you know, creatures are, are throwing out these sounds that even scientists don't know why there would be, you know what I mean? Why would there be a, a monkey in, you know, the woods, you know, unless it's an escape from a zoo or something like that, you know what I mean? That just doesn't make any sense. But, you know, the people out here that are faking these uh, videos of Bigfoot and stuff like that, it totally, totally making a mockery of, of, of people that are really out there trying to research this uh, this bipedal creature. And uh, that's definitely not right. You know, I, I, I think they should, people that do that, you know, it, it's just not right. It's really not right because there's people who are spending a lot of time out there in the woods. And they're trying to come up with a, a, a real legitimate answer to what's going on. And, uh, hey, what's up, Black Dragon Radio? What's going on, my friend? And, uh, to, you know, for people to do that kind of stuff, it totally makes a mockery of what we do. You know, I'm not a Bigfoot researcher, but I'm totally, totally into it, man. I would really love to uh, to do it, go out in the woods. And I think I will hook up with Eric Altman and uh, probably go out and do a couple uh Bigfoot expeditions, and they do. He does have a, a lot of Bigfoot expeditions. He's a paranormal investigator as well, and uh, he said he has encountered some Bigfoot activity that uh, he he couldn't explain. It. He, I don't think he's ever seen one, but he has seen some pretty strange things, and uh, it, it, it's it's pretty awesome, you know, that there are these things out there. There are things out there, you know. And uh, I'm definitely going to go on a, a Bigfoot expedition. I have to. I just have to. I want to experience this stuff. The ghost stuff, I've I've done it my you know for 20 plus years. So you know, it's, I, I've yet to see what a, a full bodied apparition looks like. I mean, you know, I think I maybe seen one on the road one time, but I'm really not 100 percent because I didn't get out to check to see if she was real or not you know it's three o'clock in the morning it's february there's a lady running down the street uh with no shoes on and a nightgown old lady uh it was kind of weird i did wind down the window and try to talk to her and uh <laughs> she never answered me uh you know i said hey are you okay and she just never looked at me just kept running down the the, the shoulder of the road with no shoes on in february and uh I couldn't explain it. The only thing I can say is that I did talk to my friend that lived there. He, as a matter of fact, my friend lived on that road. And where I seen her was right across the street from his house. Literally right across the street from his house. And uh, I did say something to him like a week later. I was like, hey, man. Uh, I said, what happened, you know, the other day? Uh, it was like last week, like last Thursday or something, you know, in front of your house. Like 3 o'clock in the morning, just some, like, some fire trucks or something, pull up, an ambulance or something. He's like, no, no, why? I said, man, I came down here at like 3.30 in the morning. I was going to work and because uh, I work in Washington, D.C. So, you know, I am I have to leave Pennsylvania at 3 o'clock in the morning to get, if I have to be at work at 5, I have to leave at 3 o'clock in the morning. So there she is, you know, it's 3.30. I'm like, you know, I tell them, I said, look, there's a lady in front of your house, you know. Um, <laughs> she's running down the road like with no shoes on and he's his eyes lit up man he was just like dude that sounds like the lady that's haunting my house i'm like what i said you, you got a ghost in your house he's like 
Yeah, man, we don't really tell anybody about it, but yeah, man, um, my kids see this old lady in the house, like, and it sounds just like the lady you're describing, and uh, I did talk to his kids, and yeah, they they did they do see this woman in the house, this old lady, and <laughs> it's freaking awesome because I might have seen a a, a full bodied apparition, but I'm still not a hundred percent on it because, hey. I I can't prove it. You know what I mean? There was the person looked as real as me and you. So was it a ghost? I I really can't say. I, I want to think it was. Uh, you know, I asked him if there was old people that lived across the street from me. There wasn't. There's only like three houses on that side of the street. I mean, you're in the country, so there's like three houses. And he said, No, 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 no old people live over there, man. There's they're all our age. We're we're all we're in our we're in our forties, then the early forties. And uh, he's like, Nah, man, there's no old people that live over there at all. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's kind of weird, man. Like every hair was standing up on my arm when I was telling him the story, and I'm standing in his house that allegedly this old lady's you know haunting. I'm like, Oh boy, that is weird. Really weird, man. And uh but you know, I have come across these shadow things though. Uh three one, two, three, three about three occasions I've I've seen these shadow things. Uh, no, four. I've seen it four times and um and I captured it on video too. Um I can't explain them. I know that I've seen them. Uh, and I've seen them with with multiple witnesses. On uh, one occasion, there was two people, two other people that seen it with me. So I wasn't hallucinating. I knew what I seen, and they saw it with me. So you know, they were they were blown away, and they weren't paranormal investigators. They were just there, you know, as a, a guest investigator, and they seen it, and uh, it was freaking awesome. I was like, wow, man. We, we you know, I said we were in Landon House, and this shadowy figure passes the window and yeah you know, i'm just to this day i'll never forget it I, I i was blown away i was like wow that was the first time i'd seen a a, a shadow person and it, you know it it looked like a woman but it was just all black but you could tell it was a woman that had like a bonnet on and you know old looked like an old kind of dress like the big puffy dresses and but it was just black all black man it was freaking awesome and you know the other one I seen looked like uh, <clears throat> it looked like a silhouette of a person, but with like smoke coming off of it, it was really strange. And the smoke was kind of going back into itself, like uh, like a like a cloud almost, you know. But the, the the smoke was was emanating back into itself. It was weird. And when it took off, it left like a trail, like a smoke cloud trail. It was it was freaking weird. And uh, but that. That startled the hell out of me. I actually scared the hell out of me, you know, when I seen it because I didn't know. What the, I was by myself, and uh, I'm like, if something happens, I'm done for. I'm by myself. There's no one here to help me. Um, what the hell am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do? But luckily, it went. It was must have been as scared as me as I was of it because it went the other way, and I packed my stuff up and I got the hell out of there because I was the last one leaving the uh, investigation. You know, that's that's how I seen it. I was, you know, just packing up my gear and everybody else had gone. I was the last one and boom, I see it at the end, you know, and uh, it was freaking awesome. And the other one I captured on video 
Well, I did see one in Petersburg, Virginia, investigating a train station. Uh, two of my investigators were with me, and uh, one of them actually seen these glowing eyes. Um, that's why we were in the room itself, because uh, one of the investigators had seen these glowing yellow eyes. And uh, we actually just got a case almost similar to that. Um, we have a case coming up that the woman, uh, the, the lady is seeing uh, what she saw glowing yellow eyes in her closet and uh we're, we're going to be investigating that real soon probably the first of the year uh we just wrapped up our marietta case so um we will be we're finishing up our review for that for evidence reveal so we did uh three investigations there which is awesome i wish i could do a hell of a lot more which i'm going to see if i can do more because that is one active house man that, that place is freaking awesome I wish I had the money to buy it because it would be mine today. So, but I am going to investigate it as long as I can, and I will try to get in touch with the new owner when they buy it uh, to see if I can keep investigating the house because it is freaking haunted. And it's intelligently haunted, not like it's some residual stuff. There is some residual stuff that happens there, but a lot of it is really direct communication, which is awesome. And we are going to do another part series of that. Marietta case on here going over some of the EVPs and disembodied voices that we caught in here because we have caught a ton of disembodied voices in this location and we're still catching voices disembodied voices and EVPs that were in the last investigation so uh, we did hear some disembodied voices in the last investigation and you don't get that in a whole lot of places when you're investigating you get you know you hear a disembodied voice in, in a an investigation you just hit the jackpot because you're not all the time going to hear that in an investigation sometimes you're going to hear nothing all night long you're not going to experience anything you know it's that's just how it goes it's it's how paranormal things are they just don't happen because you're there you might not experience anything the whole night you're there but then when you go home and you start going over your evidence you might have called something on your on your recorders i leave a lot of digital recorders laying around for static recorders to pick up voices and um i got really good at picking up evps but you have to learn how to distinguish between you talking on another floor and what an evp is what i do is cross check the recorders with every recorder that i've have out because every recorder that i have out i have, I have times on it of when i started and when i stopped so if i catch an evp i can go into any recorder that i have and every recorder is going to have a timestamp. Boom, 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 boom. I can go into that recorder, check the timestamp. Was that one of us? And I can compare the recorder to what I've captured voice-wise if I'm not sure. A lot of times, EVPs, you know what they sound like, man. I mean, if you're a good investigator, you know what they sound like. You know how they're coming through. You're going to get it, especially if you have a static recorder in a room and you're, you're catching voices like, help me, stuff like that. That is most definitely something paranormal it's not going to be you downstairs going help me or get out you know what i mean you catch a lot of help me's and a lot of get outs and investigations for some strange reason i don't know why but you i, I mean in this in this marietta case i have caught a ton of help me's uh and i've asked you know trying to get an intelligent response to why they say help me can i help you somehow help you and I never get that response, but it responds to other things. You know, like little dumb things like, you know, do you want us to turn the lights on? Not right now. I mean, you know, I mean, 
What the hell? But I'm asking you, is there a heaven? You know, I'm asking questions that I really want an answer to. Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? I want to know these things, you know. Does it hurt when you pass away? You know, do you see your relatives when you pass away? I want to know these things because maybe, you know, I'll get some kind of answer for myself as well. You know, I'm there to, to give a client an answer, but I'm, I'm trying to get an answer myself because, like I said, man, I, I'm not, I'm afraid to die. I don't want to die. I know it's going to happen. I'm going to take that trip on my own, but uh, it, it's a scary thing if you really sit down and think about dying. You know, I've said that quite a few times, but I mean, that is my main goal is to help people, and I want an answer. I want the answer to what the hell happens after you die. I want it. I want that answer. I'm, I'm going to try to get it somehow, some way. I'm going to try to get that answer. I don't what I'm going to do, but I'm trying. You know, I'm trying every day to try to get that answer. Every time I investigate every audio clip I go over, I'm trying to figure out why did it answer to that. You know, I you know I could ask the same question all night long and not get an answer, and then all of a sudden, boom, boom, I got an answer. Now, why did it decide to answer me now? Why didn't it answer me the other 50 times I asked the same damn question, but now it answers me? Maybe is it some kind of energy it needs to manifest and do something, you know, to charge up to say that one word or that sentence of something, you know what I mean? That's that's the most exciting part about investigating is you never know when it's going to happen, man. You know, you're sitting there and it's in the dark and you're getting tired. You're like, yeah, like two in the morning man i'm freaking tired and then all of a sudden you hear this disembodied voice pop out boom now you're wide awake you're on full alert your your heart's pumping you know you're like yeah man it's her disembodied voice hell yeah that was freaking awesome and uh you know you, you just can't beat it you know what i mean you just can't beat it yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right, Brady. It's, it's the greater unsolved mystery of man. It, it it has been from the beginning of time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was since the beginning of man. I mean, they've wrote about it in every part of our history uh, of what happens, and they, and they've all said there's been ghosts since way back then. So, are there ghosts? I want to say there are ghosts. There are. There is some kind of subconscious mind that lives on after the physical body is gone. Now, what that is, is it some, is it your subconscious mind living on? I, I'm trying, I'm leaning toward. Yeah. Because you know, these people, like this house we're investigating, uh, it, it's an, it's an old house. And, um, like I said, it goes back to the 1700s. So there was a lot of families that lived there and there's a lot of different things that happened there. But from what, you know, the construction workers have told me, which I, mean, I am going to interview the construction workers. I have talked to them uh, in the last investigations. They were actually there, and I did talk to the investigators, or the, uh, the construction workers, which was cool as hell because they gave me a lot of insight of what really happened. I'm not hearing it secondhand. I'm hearing it directly from them. And I'm going to try to get them on the show. If not, I'll, I'll interview them on the recorder and then put the recordings on the show. But um i know he's a busy he's a busy contractor so he might not have time to come on the show at night because he does work a lot of crazy hours so uh, if i can get up there and just interview him with the recorders he didn't have a whole lot of time to talk to me the last investigation but from what he told me some of the things that happened was right on track of what we were experiencing in the house at certain times of the night 
And that's when he was experiencing these same kind of paranormal events. Like they were right on time, you know, 11 to 11 to one. It was a particular part of the house where we were experiencing things from, uh, you know, right. It was like about 11 to two, a certain part of the house we were experiencing things. And then from two to five, it was another part of the house we were experiencing things. This man. And what's really cool is, you know, we, we haven't seen anything yet. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Energy, uh, it can't be uh, created or destroyed, only transformed. And and that's basically what, what I think what happens with us. You know, we die. We're, we're completely built of energy. So, you know, where does that energy go? It, it just escapes into the atmosphere, and we're still here. You know what I mean? We're still here somehow, some way. We're still here. It, it's not scientifically possible, but it's happening. You know what I mean? It's happening. And, and we're not... We're not yet ready on a level of comprehension to, you know, to, to understand that, to comprehend it, to, you know. And I don't think we ever will, to be honest. I really don't. I mean, we know there's something else because as an investigator, you experience it. You know it's there. We've, we're experiencing this stuff. It's there, without a doubt. Just like the aliens, they're there. I do believe there are Bigfoots. I believe they are there. Uh, we just need a body for the Bigfoot spin, and that's gonna wind up happening. I'm I'm almost sure of it. Someone is gonna shoot a Bigfoot and kill it without a doubt. You got a lot of crazies out here with guns, and they like killing things, unfortunately. But uh, it'll be a sad thing to see, uh, you know, a Bigfoot get killed. But yeah, that's how it is with science. They need a body, you know. So someone is gonna pop one one day. They're gonna shoot it. It's going to happen without a doubt in my mind. Uh, and they're going to figure out that these things are probably more human than animal. Uh, that's that's the, the way I'm leaning towards with it because, you know, they're highly intelligent. Uh, are they alien? It, it's possible. They might be. They might be. There's no proof in that. I mean, you see some of the stories, but there's no validation in it with it at all. It's just a story. You know what I mean? Everything's a story unless you see it actually documented, you know, it's on video, it's on, you know, it's seriously documented, it's not a fraud. You know, you got to be on the fence with that as an alien. I I think it's part of our nature. I think it's just something that, you know, Gigantopithecus, you know, that's what I think it is. It's just part of our history that we haven't really seen yet you know know, we're seeing it but we're just we don't have a body just like the aliens we know they're there they're there folks they are there and they're there they're here to stay uh eventually you know probably not my lifetime maybe might see it in my lifetime that aliens will you know somehow be in contact with our government if they ain't already um I, i wouldn't doubt I've read a lot of things that aliens have already been in contact with our government and are working with our government and stuff like that. I've read a lot of things. And I'll tell you what, a lot of them are deathbed confessions from people that were directly involved with this uh, phenomena as well with these UFOs. So, uh, you know, I'm leaning toward maybe they've already been, you know, we're already, they're already communicating with our government and, uh, Maybe trying to help us reach that uh, quantum leap into space, you know, because you never know. 
we might be going to the other we might be traveling to other planets right now and we just don't know about it you know we're you know government's keeping it under the rug for us and uh that happens this is just the way the government is and that's the way they're always going to be unfortunately um but we know they're there you know you're as an investigator we know they're there so our ghost reel yeah topic of the night provoking during investigations should you provoke during an investigation my answer would be no do not do it it's not worth it um just don't do it it's, it's not you know it's not professional for one this is not a tv show this is real life people can get hurt by behind something that you've done which you don't want that on your conscience, folks so if you're provoking don't do it just be cool do your investigations, get that good evidence that the client wants, you know, are you going to be able to get rid of it? Probably not, but get that good evidence, get the validation that they want, help them out, be there for them. You know, that's the biggest thing is to be there for them, uh, you know, because they really need moral support, you know, when it comes to, to a haunting, uh, because there's no way that you can say that you're going to get rid of something that we really don't understand uh and I've, I've said this for years because i was involved with it uh with with blessings and i was involved involved directly with the church for a lot of years and i had priests go to the houses and we blessed the houses and you know what it never stopped it always continued it, you know the haunting never stopped in any and I've been a part of some really special things. I really have. And as a Catholic, I am Catholic. I am. I do have a religion. And uh, I do want to think, hope and think that there is something else out here after we go that maybe there's a heaven that we're going to meet our loved ones again one day and, and be in paradise and leave our earthly worries behind and just enjoy eternity together again, you know, which. I really hope it's like that. I don't know if it's like that, but I hope it is. I, I hope to see all the people that I've lost and my friends and my family that I've lost. Uh, as I get older, it, it just gets, uh, you know, I, I start thinking, man, I don't have a whole lot of time left on this earth, man. Like uh, you know, 50 years went pretty quick. Um, if I live another 20 or 30, I'm, I'm going to be lucky. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I'll be lucky with everything that's happening now with COVID and uh, all these weird viruses that are coming out. And um, man, if I live, <laughs> it's scary because I might, you know, I might die and then people listen to this and say, man, he passed away or something. You know, I, that's the scary part is uh, I don't know how much longer I have here. You know, I, life's, you know, life's not given, man. Only thing that's certain is death. That's for damn sure you're going to die. But life's not uh, life's not certain, but death is. That's for damn sure. So with that, aliens are real. Bigfoots are real. Don't provoke. Everybody, have a good night. Have a good rest of your week. Have a great weekend. I will see you back here next Thursday, 8 p.m. live. Let's talk about some paranormal stuff. I'm going to come up with some content. We're going to talk about some more paranormal stuff. If you got any kind of topic you want to bring up, I'll bring it up and, you know, send me an uh, email at uh, paranormaljournal18 at comcast.net. Send me your stories. We'll read your stories on here. You want to talk about something, we'll talk about something. You want to call in, you can call in 
we'll talk about whatever you want because I love paranormal stuff. This is what I do. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you next Thursday, 8 p.m.